Daily news, breaking updates, and exclusive podcasts. iTricks.com. The act going into the semifinals and moving one step closer to that $1 million. And the headline show in Las Vegas is Michael Grasso. You know, folks, America's Got Talent has now added its fourth magician into the semifinals with Michael Grasso advancing this week. So we figured for the next couple weeks, as long as this American America's Got Talent uh, thing goes on with so many magicians in the mix, that we'd bring on one of our favorite guests and a man who has a very unique perspective on this. Of course, you can see him headlining in the Nathan Burton show at the Flamingo uh, every single day, right? When, when are your dark days, Nathan? Well, Nathan Burton. Nathan Burton, welcome to the podcast. When are your dark days? What an intro. My Every time I'm on the show, the intro gets better and better. I try. It's, uh, it's a lot of pressure, honestly, you know? That's <laughs> For why, me. That's why, I try not to, that's why I try not to come on the show more than every six months. Otherwise, I got to work around the clock and never sleep. Exactly. my intro. Uh, but yes, uh, dark Saturdays and Mondays. We take off Saturdays because we go to Atlantic City, and uh, Mondays is just we take off Mondays. And no you guys reason. are you guys are back in Atlantic City this fall, right? We are back in the fall. Yes. Awesome. So let's, talk, let's talk about what's going on. No one cares about Atlantic City. They care about America's Got Talent. Yes, yes, yes. Now, now let's let's just uh, for for anybody who might be unaware of of the bona fides of Nathan Burton. Really, I, I would I would consider you to be the trailblazer for for the magician on America's Got Talent. And I would even say, and I, and I said specifically with Murray's uh, performance, that your your acts were kind of the blueprint for what has been, you know, the Bible on what works magic-wise on America's Got Talent, down to the well, kind of effects, the kind of, uh, you know, big box illusion, the escalating uh, nature of it, and even, you know, very, very subtle stuff like people popping up behind the judges, which was one of the things that really kind of was your calling card. Oops. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny. Simon Cowell actually does not like magic. That's the first season. They were like, we don't really want a magician, and the only reason I got on, at least told by the producers, uh, is because of the microwave of death, because it was so different and so edgy, and they were kind of against magic, and they didn't really understand, you know, what could be done in the studio, and I, I kind of feel like, I, you know, this is my perspective, but I kind of educated them and say, hey, we could bring some big stuff in, we could do some different stuff, and uh, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I was the first person to ever point when you call in the number, and I was like number four, and I'd hold up the four and point out, that was me, I actually came up with that. There that's we my, go. Uh, that's, my, that's my claim to fame. I was God, the first person reality tough. Reality television never say call this number and hold up for it. Now we got Dan Sperry bringing blood down his <laughs> eyeballs. So it's, they've surpassed a natural, me. a natural evolution. You know, there you go. All right. Well, well, well. well here we go. Uh, so for, for anybody who doesn't know about Nathan Burton's history in America's Got Talent, look it up on YouTube. But let's get into the here and now. Number one, on a on a broad spectrum, are you surprised? Knowing what you do about the show, and even last season, you were uh, you were you were on the show for a little bit. I mean, you, you've kept in contact with the producers. Are you surprised that there are as many magicians on this season, uh, this late in the game, as there are? Uh, I, I probably a little surprised, but I'm happy at the same time. This is good because a lot of times, you know, it's only one, maybe two, and then they battle. You know, you got two magicians battling out. Now we got. I, you know, I'm going to guess we're going to see two magicians on each show battle it out. Who they're going to pair up, 
you know, who they're going to pair well, Sperry, to. Well, Sperry and Antonio are next week. We know that for sure. So there you go. There we go. So they're, they're going to go head-to-head. And uh, at the end of the day, no magician, including myself, have ever made top ten. Never has. And hopefully season five, if we see someone breaking the top ten, I think that would be amazing. I, can't, I was the closest to date. Uh, I came in 11th. But, that's, yeah. you know, if you make top ten, that would be awesome. That's, that should be the goal of all four performers is to make it top ten because no one's done it. And if they can pull it off, it would be amazing. Uh, and I would be, I would be ecstatic because it's, it's, it's good for all of us. And that would mean – now, for your season, they didn't have the Vegas show or the tour, right? They did not have the Vegas show. We actually, you actually perform more on season one. I did like six performances, and then okay. I got called back on the after I was voted off. I still was working with Regis. So I mean, every season they kind of tweak it a little bit. But uh, you know, now we're going into the you know the finals, and then they're going to narrow. It. The goal is get into the top ten. I mean, if you can do that, yeah. You know, I don't I, think we're going to see two magicians. Uh, I hope we see one. If one makes it in, then Magic one. All right, all right. Well, well, let's. Let's get into the nitty gritty then. Let, let's let's handicap them, act by act, starting with uh, I guess probably the, the the first person I would consider to be kind of the odds on favorite in terms of how he's been received, Murray Sawchuck, or I guess Murray is how he's going uh, in, in in the singular now. His uh, his last illusion, they kind of uh, you know pegged him as as the guy to beat. Now you you uh, have had contact with Murray. Murray's been on the record with uh, with, with the Las Vegas Review Journal saying that he's borrowed uh, effects. Uh, has he been in contact with you, and has he borrowed anything from you? Yeah, <laughs> he, he has not borrowed anything from me, but I actually borrowed something from him. Oh, really? I, I need some more. I need some more stuff because uh, we're in Atlantic City. Uh, I'm doing a fill-in thing, another show in Vegas, and I'm doing this. I need some more extra stuff. So I'm actually borrowing stuff from him. So it's and, you know what goes around comes around. Everybody kind of helps everybody. I mean, Jason sure. blow me stuff, and we all just help everybody. And if there's any, if you need stuff, I mean. Not, not most of us don't have tigers laying around the backyard. I mean, there's only like a couple people in town in yeah. Vegas that have tigers. So, Wait, which, which, which by know, the way, is a couple people more than any other town in America. You know, correct. and I remember when I went on the Entertainer when I auditioned, I wanted to saw one of the hosts in half, uh, and I didn't have the the Jim Steinmeier you know audience dismemberment. I called up Lance. He said, "Nathan, use it." And uh, I use it killed, and you know, you just need stuff for one-time stuff, and you know, you don't want to spend ten grand, so you borrow it, and everybody kind of helps everybody. Okay, now, do you believe that Murray is the odds-on favorite to win the competition, or at least be the, uh, sorry, not to win the competition, but to be the last magician standing? It's a very it, well. First of all, that's a complicated question, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to be politically correct, but sure, you have to look at this is a TV show; it's not a magic convention; it's not no. fism. This is a TV show. It's a roller coaster ride. I mean, you see, you know, like back last night, got kicked off. Now he brought him back. I mean, this is what the show is about. It's about, you know, whoever's on top always gets knocked down. Who's ever on the bottom, they want him to bring him back up. I mean, it, it is, at the end of the day, it's a talent show, but it's a reality show. So you can't, I, you know, it's hard to say. You know, whoever has the best story, who's dying from cancer, who, who's in a wheelchair, <laughs> Who's got, you know, kids that, you know, want to see their dad perform in Vegas? It's, you know, including myself and all the magicians, they all tweak the story. I mean, yeah. Antonio had his own show in Vegas. It wasn't on the Strip, and now, you know, that's his goal. It's it's all, I mean, Murray had his own show at the No, 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 but Antonio's a street vendor in New York. Yeah, yeah, same yeah thing. He was but selling, well, I, selling I, hot know. dogs on, on uh, 
and yeah, I'm, and I'm dying, and I'm trying to get my show. I mean, it's, at the end of the day, <laughs> it is what it is, and who, whoever's going to be on top is who knows how to play the game and is smart about it. Yeah. I mean, I know other performers that went on that, that work in Vegas, and they go, you know, in the interview, they say, hey, we want you to say your dream is to perform in Vegas, and they go, well, I already perform in Vegas. Well, dude, you're done. They're going to kick you off the show. They're going to edit you out, and you're going to disappear. You've got to play the game. So, I mean, I, I'll, I'll take them each individually, and you look at their characters. And, you know, Murray's been there, you know, through the, since day one, like Antonio. And then you got Dan Sperry popping up to the YouTube, which is very clever. Uh, you got guys coming, you know, like last night, coming back through the wild card show. It's a very, very complicated Thing, and you don't know what the producers are thinking or what they want to do. Or, I mean, you also have to give them a list of what you're going to do. They want five spots from beginning to first. Now, it's a challenge because every time has to be incredible. You have to blow your wad every single time. Yes, so, metaphorically. Uh, you, know, you know, metaphorically. I mean, well, we're not like Copperfield. I mean, Copperfield has 20 amazing clothes. He can do flying. He can do 13. He can do death saw. He can do snow. I mean, most of us don't have six amazing closers because that's what you have to do. You have to do your closing trick every time you go on the show. I mean, I, I remember after I did the microwave of death, my crew goes, what are you going to do next? And I, to top the microwave, I said, what if I re reappear behind the judges? And as you see, like Dan, it's very, the trick is good, but the reaction is better. Having a celebrity freak out and people at home, they know it's real and they go nuts and they go crazy. So it, it's, it's 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 a roller coaster ride. I've said that when I met, uh, lectured at Magic Live. You're on this ride. You enjoy it while you're on. Enjoy the highs and lows. And when you're time to get off, it's you have no choice. It's your time to get off. All right. Now, now let me let me posit the question to you again this way: Understanding that America's Got Talent is a reality show with a voting block. You know that there are when when you break down the demos, the people that vote on shows like this and American Idol. Are, or the one that moves the needle the most is Southern females, right? If you can win over the Southern female vote, then you tend to win these competitions, which is why, you know, uh, the, the Adam Lamberts don't win American Idol and, and the country Christian-themed singer tends to win. Uh, do you think of the four that are there, the gothic uh, look of Dan Sperry, the, uh, the, the fire spewing of Antonio Restivo, Michael Grasso, or Murray, which of those do you think will appeal most to that demographic? I mean, that's it's who appeals or what their next spot is. I mean, their next spot is what counts. True. So let's not say that, you know, who is going to always appeal to them. Because obviously, like you said, whatever shows up on stage is what people remember when they make the phone call. However, if you are going to say that everybody doesn't start from an equal position, one might be liked more naturally just by stepping out on stage than the other one. Who has that natural advantage? It, it's it's hard to even use, you know, the, the demographic of the Midwest because it's funny. When I was on the show, I got emails from all over the country. People, I said, I never voted, but this is the first time I vote. I mean, America's got to more people see that show. And, and I actually, I texted Murray before he went on. I said, dude, more people are going to see you tomorrow night than ever saw Houdini perform in his entire life. That's yep. One spot on America's Got Talent. That's how powerful it is, and that's how strong it is. And at the end of the day, it's also not about winning. It's about who gets the most airs. I mean, my season, Bianca Ryan's won, and a lot of people don't even remember that, but she's not even, she doesn't even have a show in Vegas. She's done very well, 
But it's not, you know, you look at American Idol, it's always not about the winner. It's about whoever goes, you know, gets the most airtime, who, who, who connects with the audience and who people like. I mean, there's no tell. I mean, I could pick the most likable person, and the next week they do a sucky spot, and they're done. All I right, mean, then who's the most, come on, I got to get a name out of you some way. Who's the most wow. likable person now? Who's the most likable? Um, I, I got, I gotta, I gotta say, Antonio is definitely a character. Uh, yes. I don't know if people connect with him, but he's definitely, there's definitely, he's still in a niche. Uh, and every year they have a character. Uh, I don't know if anybody remembers Lena the Magnificent, uh, season one, this big drag queen. Uh, okay. people just connected with him. Uh, I think it comes down to, Dansbury was very unique and very different, and I think Murray, I think it's going to come down to those two. Nathan and he, Murray. Or, sorry, no, uh, Dan and Murray. Dan and Murray. That, that would be my guess. Um, but it's it's hard to say. You, I, We'd have to watch the next spots and see what happens, you know? Yeah. All right. All right. Now, here's my next question. Grasso comes in in the wild card, does another big illusion where he got eliminated for doing close-up magic in the Vegas round. My theory is that him coming into the competition, if it hurts anybody uh, on, on the magician side, it hurts Murray the most because they are the only two acts for which you can switch the person, have them do the same routine, and it wouldn't seem weird. Like, you can't see Murray doing... Dan's routine, you can't see Grosso doing Antonio's routine and, and having it not look odd. But you could see them flip-flopping, doing the same thing, and it would not shock anybody. Do you agree or disagree with that? It's, I, it's very it's very complicated. I mean, I think, well, they're going to go head-to-head, right, on the, on the, in the following week, is that right? Yeah, yeah, it would, it would look like it. Well, that would make sense, because they, they are, you know, the, the good-looking you know, illusionist kind of guys. So they're going to put them head to head and you got, so you're saying, and then the Dan, Dan and Antonio are going head to head, which are the very different guys. Crazy, right? crazy right. Gothic magic guys. Yeah. Yeah. So they're putting very similar acts head to head. Yes. Um, it just, it, and I got to tell you performing on the, on the live shows, which this is what it is. They tape in a studio, you get a rehearsal time, but, it's live television. It tapes, you know, at five o'clock for the East Coast. But once it starts, man, it, there is a energy, and there is a. I got to tell you, for me, you, I get scared because I perform every day. But when you're on television, you got thirty minute, thirty minute, thirty million people watching you. Yeah. You start thinking, what if this one cable snaps that breaks once every thousand show, or you know, what happens? You know, I made Regis appear, and he never even did the trick. They grabbed him. His mic was still on, and you could hear him live television going, where are we going? Where's Regis going? And we're like, you're going in my box. That's what you're doing. Yeah. So there's a it's, – it's whoever can deliver on, on the next rounds and on live television. you got to remember, most of these guys are building stuff they've never done before. I mean, not – most people aren't, you know, doing stuff they just yank out of their show. I mean – I, I don't know what Dan's doing next show. I don't know what any of but I know, you know, Antonio's building stuff, Murray's building stuff, people are balling stuff. I mean, and that's a scary thing. I mean, if you perform something for a couple of years, you know it inside and out. You can feel the prop and you can know when something's wrong. Yeah. When you've only done it three or four times. You have no idea. You're, 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 you're yeah. flying blind. 
I mean, and we've seen that in the past where people would rent props. And I've seen it. I've been there. They'll rent a prop, have it shipped to L.A. They'll open up the case and start rehearsing there with the prop when they really should have it dialed. You know, and then they expose it. We had a guy expose, the, you know, the, the black art thing just because he's never done it before. Yeah. So it's, it's whoever can pull it off and have the confidence. So so you don't you don't necessarily think having similar acts on the same night might affect either of their chances. Well, what it means is when there's similar acts on oh, there's only a chance of one going through. They're not going okay. to put two through. Yeah. I mean, there there there's reason there's, there's there's a reason there's two and two. I mean, they're they're putting up head to head. So on the live results show, we're going to see Dan and Antonio standing side by know, side across from you, side by side with Nick Cannon. And I tell you, I and I tell the guys, here's here's my little tip: if you want to know six seconds before you're going to lose, <laughs> you watch the here's, no, this is true. And you, if you watch the cameras. Yeah. There's usually like three cameras behind the judges. Yeah. And if you watch the cameras and you watch the guys, whoever they're filming, you'll see because the producer will call, the director will call the shot and say, I want a reaction shot of so-and-so. And they'll be filmed in and they'll even be filmed on their family. And when you're not, the cameras are not on you, you are not advancing. And it happened to me. I was standing with Regis, Bianca Ryan. It was all in the little girl for the reaction shot. And I was like, here we go. I'm going, I'm getting knocked off. All right. Well, there we go. See, this is the, the kind of pro tips. Now, uh, let, let me ask you this. You are uh, not only a very uh, accessible guy, I, I might even say maybe the most accessible Vegas headliner. I know you talk to a lot of guys and you've had a lot of the guys that are, you know, like Dan and uh, you were friends with Antonio and, and Murray and Grass was more of an L.A. guy, not the Vegas guy. But what is the, the the back channel like? I mean, everybody's looking to put together stuff. Everybody's calling other people that they know, looking to get props, looking to get advice. Uh, you know, I'm sure that each act is is trying to find out or knows what the other guys are doing. Uh, can you give us a sense from your perspective of, of how that's like amongst these guys? Um, I know I've seen... I've seen stuff on the internet between Antonio and Murray where they're saying good luck and this and that, and they're being, I mean, being very friendly. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's really not a competition between them. I mean, you're, like I said, you're on this ride and you're a character and you just hope to stay on as long as you can because the more airtime you get, the better you're off. Um, there's no reason, you know, to take it personally or, you know, uh, even on season one with me, uh, the quick change, <laughs> guys. We were, we were. They overheard us talking about vanishing an elephant on one of the upcoming shows, and he actually threw me under the bus and said, "Well, I'm not here to vanish elephants like every other magician." I was like, you know, and there's no reason for that, and I haven't seen any of that yet. And it's, a, you know, it's a good thing. Everybody should, everybody should get along because it's, it's you're not going head to head. It's you're, you're competing against your character and your niche on the show. True, but at the same time, like. Magicians get mad at other magicians because they get booked at Bennigan's over the other one, right? There's got to be some natural rivalry. It's not like they can just suppress that natural urge that goes on. That that you know that if it's even a, a ping of of jealousy or competition, uh, that that could be even healthy. You know that that make that strives you to go to the next level. It, that, that can't all just go away when this gigantic prize is before all of them, and they know, like you said. 
if one makes it to the finals, that'll be a miracle. There's sure as heck not. I mean, there it'd be a shock if there was two. It would be a miracle if there was three or four. Yeah, I, I agree. Now, I, I do. I will say, you know, performing at Applebee's and America's Got Talent. Here's the thing: on America's Got Talent, these guys. This is a life. This is a once in a lifetime experience. They're having more attention on their life than they've ever. They're getting more emails. They're getting more attention. They're getting recognized. For this is their, you know, 15 minutes of fame. They're getting. They're, it's an amazing ride. I mean, no other show is like America's Got Talent. I've done a ton of other TV stuff. It lasts a week, two weeks, whatever. Years will go by, and people will remember. Oh, I saw you on America's Got Talent. And so I don't know if. You know, it's and plus you're working on new material. You're getting attention. You're thinking. So I, I think most of them are just just focused, and it's such a great opportunity. I you know that's the way they should look at it. Because in the day, it's you know it's it's all going to be over at some point. Yes, but maybe one of them will win. You that know, that would be amazing. Do 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 you think any of the four have a legitimate chance to walk away the winner? I would like to say, but I mean, there's a lot more to it. I mean, it, there's management contracts involved. There's record deals involved. There, you know, there's a lot of stuff involved that affect. You know, I think you got to remember they want a Susan Boyle story. They want, you know, that little girl. I don't know. If Susan Boyle girl, didn't win, though. Remember, she came in second, but they she want did. that. They want that story and the chicken farmer that won last year. The little girl that came out and sang opera, I mean, she's probably a shooting to win, but will she come in second? Will she come in first? I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to say. It's, so she, she's it's, a shoe in for the finals. Well, I would guarantee she'll be in the top ten unless she just crashes and burns. I mean, yeah. that was that was the one act. When they have one act that blows up and the next day it's all over the place. I mean, and that was a good position for Dan to be in right before – the little girl came out and saying, I mean. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they were the only two acts that were really mentioned, you know, in, yeah. in the in, so, in, I mean, in the coverage the next day. If you're on that, if you're on that episode where, you know, the little girl got discovered, it's a, it's a good thing. So, so you would say that possibly, but not probably here. Let, let me, let me ask this then. Do you think in any way for the producers of America's Got Talent, it is advantageous for a magician to win? Or will it always be not as appealing to them as having a singer or a dance troupe or a puppeteer win? If I'm just let's say Murray was the best singer in the world, let's say it would be easy. Let's just say I don't know if he can sing or not, but let's say Murray's the best singer in the world. Okay, he would have a. I'll say he would have a better chance of winning America's Got Talent than doing Magic alone. It's just it. It's. There's, I would say there's a, a slight handicap being a magician opposed to a singer or, you know, someone like that that could, I mean, we can, we can break it. We can break it down. Let's season one, Bianca Ryan's 13 year old girl singer. Uh, season two, I believe was the opera singer guy. Yeah. Uh, season uh, three or Terry that Fader. Fader Terry, right? three or two. I think it was three for Terry Fader. Uh, four chicken no, yeah, farmer no. singer. Yeah, no, I think, I, mean, yeah, I think think Fader was two, Opera Singer was three, actually, now that I think about yeah, it. Yeah, and then we got, uh, then we got uh, Chicken Farmer from last year, and now, you know, and, but you know what, you never know, they might be like, well, we've had so many singers, let's mix it up and do whatever, and, you know, that's the one thing is, 
it's it's really hard to predict because they like unpredictability and they want to just when you think someone's going to win they're going to mix it up i mean i was i was shocked when terry fader won just because i was like oh well it's never it's never but he kind of sings so there you go and he's he's actually you know this show's amazing yeah. People also go, well, who actually out of the group has their own show? It's not about winning your own show. They, no one, you know, people have their own shows, but that's not really a factor. They're not like going, well, this person's going to win because they actually can do it out. They're going to do a tour, and everybody's going to do six minutes on the tour, and they're going to do it in 28 cities. And and after that, I mean, after that, it's, for, it's a free-for-all. Whoever can make anything happen. All right. Last question. Uh, obviously, you know, there, there is a rooting interest at this site for, uh, Dan Sperry since he hosts the live show on, uh, on iTricks. Let me, let me ask you this. Do you think considering how he looks and, uh, you know, how people might look at him in, in places that don't necessarily see a guy like Dan all that often or, or dress like him or pull blood out of his eyes to spell 11, do you think he can win? Or is it is it going to be a victory for him just to get as far as he can? Well, I should take this opportunity as much smack talking as Dan Sperry has talked about me on his on his uh, <laughs> show. I should throw him under the bus, but I got to tell you what: uh, if he plays it right, he he came off very likable. He, he he nailed it though with that last spot. Now he did. I mean, all anybody of- all anybody will remember about him. Is Sharon laughing so hard she couldn't breathe? So, so you know, when you, have, for, when you have a character like Dan, and when he, he can come across that fast and do that, I mean, he he nailed it on head. Now, two things can happen: he can either take it up, not 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 that he has anything to do with this, but because he peaked and came in so strong, will the producers take him down and hit him in the leg and do you know take him out, or they are are they going to? take him up a notch. You don't know, you know, you, it, there's always a risk. When you're at the top, when you're at the top, your next step is going to be at the bottom. So that happens a lot on reality TV shows, just because you're like, oh, he's going to he's gonna win the thing. Well, it's good TV when the guy you think's going to win beats it. Yeah. I'm not having, I'm not, I'm not saying it has anything to do with Dan. I'm just saying when you're in that position, I mean, you know, if you weren't on the show and they bring you back in the wild card and you do great, that's uh, where did he come from? He's back. I mean, coming in through the YouTube show, I mean, Dan, he's in the finals, you know, or close to the finals, and he he hasn't done a lot. He did one trick. Now, Murray and uh, Antonio have done several spots, which is yeah. good because you want the airtime, but you've also burned up, you know, you got a tank of gas to, of material in the show. They've, they're three-quarters into their tank of gas. they got one or two great spots left. Dan hasn't done anything. I mean, he's done one, he did one bird appearance and one lifesaver. That's it. Uh, and and that, that's a huge advantage for him, right? It depends because... My goal when I was on the show was to get as much airtime. That's all. I, it wasn't about winning the show. I was. I never thought I was going to win the show at all. All yes. I wanted to do was perform uh, more than anybody else in the show. And I tell you, the money shot for me was when I was off the show. They brought me back on, and at the end of the spot that I did with Regis, they go, "Check out Nathan Burton in Vegas." That was the biggest thank you I could ever get. I mean, it was worth. Yeah at least a half million dollars. So it's not about winning. So do you want to win and be under contract and be, you know, controlled and this and that? No, you want to get as far as you can and do your own thing. And, I mean, all these guys want their own show. That's that's the goal. You go in there, you're hoping to get your own show. 
Yeah, but that, and, that's you know, that's got... that's increasingly, you know, the the you know they, they keep kind of widening how at, at what point if you get kicked off, they still get control of your career, right? You know, uh, the contract. Yeah, I mean, they can they can I uh, can even if they kick you off, they can own you if they want to yeah. pick up a management clause, but. They've only done it to like two acts on five seasons, so I mean, yeah. um, there's only a very, very. I know people worry about the contract, but at the end of the day, I mean, they got another. They got season six to worry about. They're not going to worry if you're working on a cruise ship. They want ten percent. They're not worried about that. I'm yeah. telling you. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I'll tell you what. We'll, we'll do this week, and then we'll have you on uh, next week. At which point we will know the results. But we know that Antonio Restivo, uh, New York City street vendor. And South Plantation High School graduate, along with me and Andrew Main, uh, is performing next week. And I tricks his own, the anti conjurer, Dan Sperry, performs next week. Put on your your uh, your 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 soothsaying hat and tell me who, if either, advances. Who? You know, I like I like Dan. I like Antonio. They're good guys. Um, I'm gonna if I'm gonna have to put if I'm gonna have to put money on it. So I'm gonna have to, you know, put my subscription to iTricks on the line. Sure, that, uh, that 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 big that big money subscription. And let me also point out because I know that you know obviously, magician, you know, the magic is not a big industry. I'm sure everybody you know who's on the show will listen to it because this is obviously kind of the forefront of their minds. That uh, you know, this anything that anybody has to say about America's Got Talent. So uh, I will say that you know, for for what I'm asking you is who you believe will be voted through, not who you believe will perform the best, not who believe whose act you think is better, but who you believe America will judge to be the best, assuming that they both do the best they can on stage. Well, we got Antonio who's cried a lot, which is a great crying always equals good, uh, especially with his gimmick. Him. He looks he looks literally like like the devil incarnate. And he cries. And he's crying. That's... I mean, but he's sensitive and he's crying. That's a great thing. And he's done. He's done some really great spots. Uh, and you got Dan, who's just came out of nowhere, but he's got this goth thing, and it's it's a very likable thing. Nat- I, natural, you know, a natural kind of little uh, dynamic with him and him and Howie. You know, if you saw yeah, like I mean, in, when 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 he got through, and Howie runs into the upper deck of uh, it, of of the the theater it, there. That's big. That's funny. Performers come in. If both performers come in and destroy, and it's not, there's no, you know, getting knocked down, all that stuff yeah. involved in the reality show. If they no. both come in and deliver, and it's purely a talent contest, I'm going like, to probably, I'm going to, it's yeah, a tough call. I like both guys, but I'm probably going to say, I'm probably, it's tough. I'm going to go with Dan Sperry. I'm going to say, and there's a possibility neither one will get voted through. I mean, yes. it's just it that, that is on. that is also that is also a valid answer. I mean, you you can just say that but looking at everybody, say, looking at everybody there, and we also don't know how I many would, are going to go through. Uh, I think we're assuming it's four uh, out of I'm the. Gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna this is what I'm gonna go for. I'm gonna say one magician each week are gonna go through, and they're gonna they got four magicians now. There's a reason for it. So I'm gonna say one one each week for the next two weeks are gonna make it through, and then they're gonna put them head to head because that just makes good TV. Because you know they need variety, they need different stuff. So I'm gonna say, you know, let's let's let's. Uh, I'm gonna say here 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 we go. All let's right. just throw in a line. We'll see how we'll play it back and see. Let's say so. Sure. If Antonio next- and Dan. Dan's gonna advance. The next week it's gonna be uh, Murray and. Well, no, 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 no. We'll save. We'll save that for next week. Come on, we, we'll, we'll save it for next week. Yeah, right. we'll say. We'll, we'll we'll break down that matchup uh, next week. But but yeah, no. So all right, we have Antonio and Dan. I agree with you. I think 
if one goes through, only one will go through. I, I don't think there's really much of a chance that uh, America sees Antonio and Dan and, and moves them both to the finals, especially when I think they're going against three singers, but not not Jackie, I don't believe. I don't think yeah, that I mean, the— here, Here's the thing. We can, there could be four or five other performers that just eat it out of the blue, and you never know. I mean, that's the thing. It, you just do not. They don't know the, when they're when they're working on these shows. It's so last minute. They just, it it just grows and evolves, and they have an idea where they want to go, but there's no telling. Yeah. All right. Well, there there we go. I think this is the if if ever if anybody is just like oh boo, who cares about America's Got Talent? Then you know just don't listen for the next couple weeks. Uh, yeah, I because mean, because this is big, right? I mean, like I, I can't remember the last time that uh, that that there was this amount of magic, uh, you know, unpredictable magic on television, right? I mean, it's kind of well, a beautiful thing. Let me say this: When's the last time that real magic has been on live television for this amount of people? This is magic. All these guys are they're doing magic that they're doing they can do on stage and they can do for real. And it's just, you know, it's good. It's good for magic. It's, you know, and listen, we got Chris Angel that was on last night. And yep. rumors have it, Copperfield's going to be on. You I said mean, it, not me. I mean, I just, I'm just hearing rumors. Sure. I, I can't, I don't, I'm, I'm just at the Flamingo. I don't know what's going on. But you know what? We got four magicians on. We got Copperfield, our, all our idol. You know, he's, up my, he's my idol. He's going to be, I mean, all these people are going to be on. It's great for magic. So if you, if you don't think it's good, you know, I don't know what to tell you, but it stop is. listening. That's what I said. Stop listening. Go to Applebee's and do your packet trick. I don't care. <laughs> Nathan Burton, you, you of me, course. You get, you're getting me worked up. Look at this. I know. I love it. I love it when you start talking jive. All right. Nathan Burton, of course, at the Flamingo. You can go to NathanBurton.com and follow him. Uh, what is your Twitter? Uh, you know my Twitter better than me. It's something I think Nathan Burton uh, comedy. I think it's man. Nathan CM. Burton CM. That's it. Yeah, Nathan Burton CM. Check out my Twitter because we'll talk smack about Justin. Exactly. Exactly. No way. Watch me go back and forth with with, uh, with Nathan on uh, on Twitter and and uh, you know I'll tell you what. Thank you very very much for being our our, our official uh, America's Got Talent uh, analyst for the next couple of weeks. And I just want to say I love all everybody on there. They're they're all. This is all good for all of them. No matter. If they all got knocked off tomorrow, this is the best thing that can happen for their career. And they're, they, uh, we're just talking the real stuff. And I wish them all the best of luck. And uh, I, I hope someone wins. That'd be amazing. Me too. iTricks.com.